isn't it crazy? You can order something, and they'll tell you like, "Hey, it's going to show up," and then it does. Whoa, man! It's like Christmas around here. Have you been looking for a business podcast with hosts and guests who don't have a stick up their ass? Yeah, I said it. Damn! Well, if so, welcome to your new home, brother. Brother. This is My Fence Life. Woo! Our three passions are beer, bourbon, and business. And probably in that order. We're bringing on business owners who share tips, tricks, and behind-the-scenes stories to help your business be more successful. And we drink during the show. So no matter what industry you're in, pop a cold one and come on in. Welcome to the My Fence Life Studio. What is happening, Brian Fred Aluminum, man? What's going on, brother? Dan the man, what are you doing, man? Ready to have a show, brother. How about you? I am rocking and rolling, man. I have been jazzed all day. I know, man. You've been putting out these little memes like you're knocking me over the head with your microphone. And... I, was, I wasn't even sure if you'd be here. <laughs> you got a lot of nerve showing your face around this show. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me let me, let me me go. Bye. <laughs> Don't go nowhere. Oh, man. Hey, guys. We got a great show tonight. As you know, we got Brian Fred Aluminum, Brian T. Frederick Rickson, um, the uh, FWA president, the owner and founder of las vegas fence he's uh sitting in with us tonight uh our guest tonight i said hey man we got a pool of co-hosts who you want i gave him a list he picked old fred aluminum so here he is he had to go get a uh a new camera today he had to get a wide angle with that cowboy hat he's got on he couldn't fit it in the camera so (laughs) (laughs) well look guys we're on episode 82 and uh, tonight, we're going to sit down with the man that has helped grow his fence company to the point a private equity firm bought him out. That's pretty damn impressive, if you ask me. Okay? <clears throat> he lives in Jacksonville, Florida. From that right there, most of y'all probably already know who he is. He's married with four kids, all under the age of eight. Uh, he's the 2023 AFA president of the Florida chapter of uh the good old american fence association and um word on the street is is josh glover is the secretary of that chapter and uh zach makes him wear a miniskirt on fridays you know apparently he likes to show off his ankles (laughs) oh man i don't know anyway uh he's a west point graduate how many people you know graduated from west point right uh then he did a year in the big old sandbox across the ocean in Afghanistan hunting down Osama bin Laden. Uh, the whole time uh, he was overseas killing bad guys, all he could think about was, uh, I want to get home to Florida. I want to hang out with my buddy from college who was uh, working at a construction company. And I want to go to business. I want to make money, you know. So uh, he gets out of the Army as a captain. Apparently that's not really a big deal from what I understand. But uh, in the Navy, if you're a captain, it's a big deal, apparently. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know nothing about military ranks. But anyway, he gets out as a captain. And, um, you know, the worst time ever to chase his dream when the economy is tanked. 
He's wanting to get into a construction company. <clears throat> so he meets up with his friend Josh, thinking, hey, I'm going to work for my buddy. And uh, Josh doesn't hire him. Just for the record, you're an asshole, Josh. Anyways, uh, three months later, after he uh, Josh broke his heart, he called uh, Zach up. And, oh, I let it slip. Called Zach up and was like, hey, man, I got a job for you. I got a buddy of mine who owns a fence company. He wants to open up a branch up in Jacksonville, and I want you to go open it. So sure enough, he said, all right, I'll take it. So uh, three years into opening the franchise, he bought out his partners because he didn't like sharing the profits anymore. And good thing he did because 2013 to 2016, big construction boom. He uh, boosted the company to five to six million annually. Then uh, after nine to ten years of not opening a single other franchise, things started changing, and he was opening up franchises like he was Ray Kroc and McDonald's. For y'all that don't know who Ray Kroc is, he's uh, the owner, maybe not the founder, but he was the owner, the guy who took McDonald's to where it is today. Fast forward 14 years, he's grown the company from five locations to over 100 superior fence and rail golden arches. And now... He's the brand president, the head honcho. He's the Big Mac, right? Private equity group buys him out. Him and his uh, OG partner, Chris Johnson, I believe his name was. He took the money and ran like a thief in the night. And Zach was like, I'm not ready, man. I'm going to stick around and see what happens, you know? So that's who we got tonight, guys. Let's go ahead and we're going to bring him on right now. What's up, fellas? What's up? <laughs> what is happening, Zach? How'd I do in that uh that bio, man? Dude, the weather is uh the weather is nice. It stopped raining. It's uh <laughs> you know not quite dark yet, but is that your way of saying I, I messed up the bio? <laughs> oh the bio was good. Oh, I thought I thought that was like a Cajun thing, like how's the bayou? And I'm like, oh man, I don't know what to talk about the bio, but I'm I'm, keep going. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? The bio was, you, you nailed it, dude. That was great. I think I did good, man. And look, Josh, you but called what, him what, up what, three, Josh what, called man, you up what, three months later. What do you know later. about the sandbox, man? What do you know about the sandbox? I don't know nothing about it, bro. All I know is, is I was young. Um, I remember my mom owned a bar down in Metairie, Louisiana, and they were selling support our troop shirts. And man, it was the whole country rallied around America, you know? But I don't know nothing about the big old sandbox, but I do know that uh, we fought a war over there, and it's usually about money or religion, right? And, uh, yeah, here we are. Osama Bin Laden's gone. Now we got some other crazy fool we got to deal with, right? Always going up crazier, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, hey, let's take care of a little business, guys. We want to give a big shout-out to uh, – a uh, successful contractor, YouTube channel, and the SWIFence.com family. Your home for fencing tools, fencing supplies, and everything you need for the no-dig fence system. No-dig's getting big, man. We were pounding chain link posts today, and uh, guys got in and out one day. No mess, no fuss. It was great. And word on the street is, if you order from uh, SWI.com, fence.com, you get a free rubber chicken or a keychain. With flip-flops on it that you can hang from your rearview mirror. So, or a cat shirt, right? Or, or a cat onesie, possibly. 
<laughs> I've seen Mark Olson in a cat onesie, guys. I think a lot of us have. <laughs> I don't want to see that again. No, damn it. I can't unsee that now. <laughs> like, like, I'm just picturing it. <laughs> oh, man. I can't man. unsee that. Yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. So, uh, so guys, you know the rules of the show, right? We got beer. We got bourbon. We got business. So, Beer. Check. Bourbon. Check. Business. Check. Covering all the bases. This is my fence life. So, whoa, I screwed that up. What's up, guys? What are y'all drinking tonight? We'll start with you, Brian uh, Fred Aluminum. Yeah, Mango Cart tonight. Mango Cart. Is that a local beer? To, uh... it's, uh, it's from California. It's a, it's a uh, mango wheat ale. My wife got me on this thing, and you know what? It's it's one of those things where you just you, you drink because she ordered. You're like, oh, I'll try that thing. It was at a bar, and it uh, came in the twelve ounce glasses. And I don't know. I got hooked on them after that. I'm not I'm not proud of it, but it's uh it's it's getting, it's it's been my go to now. Whatever, man. What about you, Zach? Man, there, hey, there's there's nothing wrong with that, Brian. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm drinking a little Jacksonville local special, uh, John Boat Coastal Ale by Intuition Ale Works, right here from Jacksonville, Florida. So Man, the local buy. I'm doing something a little different tonight, guys. I'm drinking beer. No, no, you're not. That's an empty beer bottle. I'm, I'm, I'm drinking beer, guys. And, <laughs> and ever since I've been drinking this my whole life, and I tell you what, it hasn't changed me one bit at all. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't pass that up. No, all actuality, man. I'm joking. I am uh, drinking some Eagle Rare. Good stuff right here, man. Comes out of Buffalo Trace. So, uh, Zach, we love having you on, man. We love having you and your broken crystal ball on. Um, what's uh, what's happening, man? What's happening in the world of Zach Payton and your feel on, on the world and what's going on in the economy? Because I know you and I talked a little bit about it today. And we're seeing kind of eye to eye on some things. Yeah, man. I mean, things are going good. And in my world, you know, it's a little bit crazy right now because we hit fence season Um, and fence season. I don't know about everybody else, but fence season in certain parts of the country came a little bit late this year. You know, I I don't know. Do you ever look at Google Trends, Dan? Yeah, I do. I do. Like, um, you know, over in the northwest with all that snow and stuff really got them big time, man. Yeah. So it, it. if you look at Google trends and you, you know, you can, you can look at the website and it'll tell you the popularity of certain search terms over time. Right. So my go-to is just a search fence, like keep it simple. Like what's mm-hmm. the popularity of the search term fence? And you can pull the graph uh, from 2004 to present. Right. So for the last almost 20 years, what's been the popularity of the search term fence and how is it, you know, how is that increasing or decreasing over time? And so this this winter time was the 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 lowest popularity of the search term in, in three or four years, right? Hmm. So we're coming off COVID. The macroeconomic macroeconomic environment sucks. Stock market's tanking. You know, even though everybody's got a job, everybody's employed. It's like the stock market goes down, and then there's like a bad jobs report, and the stock market goes down. It's like, well, what do you want? You know, you want good jobs, bad jobs. Like, what are we looking for here? High interest rates. They're going to cut interest rates. It's like, well, that's bad because that means the economy. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. Like it's so like my crystal ball is so broke right now. Yeah. I, you know <laughs> what I mean? Um, but you know, we we've opened a lot of offices over the last 
you know, definitely over the last six months. Um, so opening up over the last six months has definitely been a little bit of a different, uh, experience, um, than it, than it was during, during COVID, right. You could, you, you know, you could walk down the street with a fence picket and people be walking up to you being like, Hey man, can I buy that from you for $20 or 50, you know what I mean? Like people mm-hmm. are just, you know, things were crazy. So, um, it, it, I still, you know, the last time we talked about it, Dan, I, I said, Hey, this is a correction. We're not going into a recession. We're going into a correction. You know, everybody from boat dealers to, to fence contractors are feeling the correction and, and like the return to normalcy, right? So, you know, for boat dealers, it means like, hey, before COVID, you were booked out two, three weeks. Like somebody ordered a boat, they had, it came in, you know, you, you, you could go up to a marina, buy a boat, whatever, you know. Um, but during COVID, they were booked out eight months, 12 months, years in some cases. Yeah. And then now, now as we're returning to normal, you know, I think there's going to, there's, there's been some pain, right? Some Mm -hmm. of our offices are up year over year. Some of um, our more tenured offices are down a little bit. They're, they're going sideways, but you know, I, I think across the board profitability is up. Um, I think we're right now in an in-between point where, Prices are still high. There's still enough demand out there, um, but but the, the the cost of things is dropping. So I think people are taking some margin opportunities. We certainly are wherever we can get it. Yeah. Because um, I think that, that there's definitely blood in the waters, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think um, the next I don't know twelve to eighteen months there there might be more of it, you know. But I, it, it's really difficult to say. Man, yeah, we we need a correction in the labor force too, man. Yeah. Not just in you know the economy. We need a correction in in the labor force. Well, that's coming. Yeah, right? I see. The, I see it correcting itself already. It's you know? uh, we're we're a little more confident in letting someone go that we might have kept just out of death, being desperate, mm-hmm. and we're a little more confident letting them go, knowing that we can bring someone in and train them. And there's a little bit the, the workforce is doing a little three sixty. You know, it yeah. was uh, remember before all this stuff happened, we the business owners had a little bit more. Um, a little bit more play in it. Now it's, a, and it went all the way to the employees. We were just lucky to have anybody to work. So yeah, I think yeah. it's definitely, I can see it. I can see it happening. Yeah, no doubt. And the materials are, are more available. So, you know, the people that were ignoring us before are now, uh, are now knocking on our doors saying, Hey, I got a truckload of this wire. Before we couldn't get a truckload. <laughs> we have to wait for a month for it. Isn't it crazy? You can order something <laughs> and they'll tell you like, Hey, it's going to show up. And then it does. <laughs> you know? it's like, Whoa, man. It's like Christmas around here. And then, and, and then somebody comes and says, Hey man, how would you like to, you know, buy from us? I'm like, Oh, I, I don't know. Maybe I don't, I don't know. Like, what, we could talk. I don't know. Should we go on a date first? I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. Know. <laughs> Before you were just happy to have somebody saying you want to buy from me. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. twice as much, three months. Yeah. Just, yeah. Give me a truck. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Before it was like, Hey, I might sell to you in six months. It's like, okay, yeah. well that's good. I mean, let me know what I can do, you know? Right. But, yeah. You know, do, do, do you need anything? What's your favorite, you know, what's your favorite bourbon? Can I, yeah. can I buy you yeah. something nice? So it's nice to kind of return to normalcy. That, that whole supply chain relationship was, uh, you know, was really hairy there for a while. So, I, I mean, there's a lot of things about the return. And, and, and to Brian's point, you know, um, the labor market is turning. It, it's still difficult, right? The gas station is still paying people, I think, 17, 18 bucks an hour to change out the urinal cakes. That's yeah. tough. 
You know, that's not that's not helping. I like it. Um, but but hey, look, <laughs> as long as we can pass the cost along to the consumer and it doesn't really affect demand too much. I mean, who's who's not OK with folks making a little bit extra money? You know yeah. what I mean, it's, it's fine. You know, whatever. It's fine. Well, yeah, as long as they're not working less hours. As long as they're not just making more money working less hours, and you're just not getting the jobs done. But uh, yeah, <laughs> but, I but think if they're getting the jobs working. done, like hey, that's yeah. valuable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't. Yeah, who cares if they're what they're making? As long as you can pass it along. And yeah. look, Zach, I don't know if you know Brian very well, but Brian's like you know. Every time I talk to him, I don't know if he's drank ten cups of coffee or snorted four lines of coke. The dude just <laughs> talks, and so if you need to say something, just do like this to me, and yeah. I'll cut his. Cut his vibe, yeah, yeah. all right? That's Cut his mic. We have, like, we have like a code word, like pineapples. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Safety, a safety have, word? Have a safe word. Pineapples. <laughs> <laughs> I called him one time to do a, uh, ask me about my day phone call, and I just sat here for three minutes and listened to him. I'm like, are you done? <laughs> the show's over. Yeah. I ain't even said anything. <laughs> good talk, good talk. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, man, we're, we're, we're seeing a little bit of a change in it, but it needs it, it needs to keep changing with the with the labor issue you know um man it'll it'll come you just got to be patient with it yeah and i like how we're finally able to buy things and say send us a truckload do this do that and we don't get this surprise shipping this freight fee with it you know <sighs> now you or the know no notice price increase like hey your prices are going up tomorrow deal with it yeah even and and all the orders that have been placed for the last uh, 60 days they're going up too and you've already sold the job, got retainer fees on it. Yeah, those were rough times, man. No, not fun. I mean, you know, I, I I used to describe COVID, and I don't know if I did this before, so if I'm repeating myself, tell me, Dan. But, you know, I used to I, I describe COVID as, you know, it's like you're walking down an alley, you, you got jumped from behind, got your ass kicked, got knocked out, and woke up, and there's like a pile of money laying around. It's like, all right, well, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly what happened there, but you know, yeah, but I'll take it. It was a, it was a forgettable experience. Yeah. 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 That's for sure, man. So, um, I'll tell you, we were talking about this uh, a couple of weeks ago. I told my guys in a Monday morning meeting, I said, look, we're in the office. We're starting to see customers that are looking at a dollar. Like it's $5. They don't look at it. Like it's a dollar to them. It's, it's like five. And, what we're seeing happen, right? Well, what happens? One of my guys calls me up and he's like, man, this guy's out here acting like a dollar is five dollars, you know? And even, so it's starting to trickle down to the guys out in the field seeing and hearing what these customers are doing and how they're nitpicking. And it's, and they just want to get the most for their dollar right now. I mean, I, I had a lady because of our automations that follow up, and it followed up on like the fourth day. Hey, you know, are you looking to move forward? What are you doing? Oh, I already hired somebody because uh, I couldn't keep my money in the bank that long with the uncertainty of the banks. I didn't want to lose all my money. You know? And those are the yeah. kind of things we're hearing. I mean, consumers aren't getting any more rational, right? Yeah. I mean, if you watch the news, which I, I don't recommend that anybody does that, you know, they're, they're selling advertising. We're selling fences, right? Mm -hmm. You guys sell fences. You said Dan's selling stain uh, as well now, which is awesome. Um, we're selling a service, but the, the news channels are selling advertising. 
mm-hmm. and they got to make it as sensational as possible. And telling people like, hey, we're just going back to normal. Everything's fine. We're just going back to normal. We got to make some adjustments. Like things are, you know, the unemployment rate was negative in some areas. It's going to go back to three, four percent. Like that's okay. It's fine. Everything's fine. They won't. They'll just turn the channel off and and go do something else. They're like, oh, okay, everything's fine. I don't need to watch this anymore. But if it's the end of the world, the end of times, and you know everything's falling apart, well, they'll stick around for the commercial break. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah, yeah. It's all a bunch of hype, and there's a lot of nonsense. And then, it, but 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 you know, people on Main Street are feeling the pinch here, and they're they're like, hey man, my car payment went up. You know, my you know I bought a house. My house payment's more than I thought it was going to be. Um, you know, so that there's there's some real impact. Don't get me wrong. But there's a lot of hype going on out there too. Yeah, so it's not making in people any any more rational. And financing is becoming more prevalent. I mean, I had a lady yesterday. Fine, tried to finance her. No, okay. Well, do do, do my husband is a cosigner. All right, did her, and she's like, all right. Well, hold, hold on, my my son. Let me try my son. I'm like, you can try everybody in the house. Okay, <laughs> everybody got denied. Didn't didn't finance it, but. I think we're up to like seven finance jobs this month. You know, yeah, which and, is you know, pretty good. That's expensive, though, isn't it? Though, because um, the, the fees for financing. I would are, are say, I would say fifty percent of them have eleven point nine nine. No, no, I, I'd say seventy-five. I got about twenty-five percent of them that are hitting the nineteen plus percent. Is that all residential? Yeah, it's all residential. Yeah, we don't have any commercial. People find so eleven eleven point nine nine is is what you like. That's an acceptable interest rate for people to pay. Yes, and that's good. And yeah. and when I sell it, I'm like, hey, look, um, you could pay eleven point nine nine, or you can pay eighteen on your credit card, or ready to go. You could pay nine or ten percent with a home a home equity loan, a HELOC. I think they're at like eight or eight eight to ten percent. And if you don't pay the note, you lose your house. Yeah. This is eleven point nine nine. If you don't pay it, you just get a bad hit on your credit, and there's no prepayment penalty. No brainer. Let's run your credit, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Daddy wants to give you a fence. I think I'm going to start loaning some money out at ten percent. <laughs> <laughs> Build a website, yeah. Brian. I know you know how to do it. <laughs> I know. I'm a I'm a bad bank man, so I'm not I'm not lending anybody any money. So. <laughs> Yeah, I was always taught don't ever loan something that you need. If you give, if yeah. you loan a hundred bucks, act as if you're giving it away and you're never going to give it back again. And when you start right. looking at loaning money that way, you'll think differently about loaning money. Yeah, well, I've seen it dry. All the pricings went up, but I think even when it starts to adjust down on the materials and the labor comes down a little bit, we're going to be able to keep the prices the same for a while. So I think we're going to have a we're going to have a limited amount of time between that and before we have to start adjusting the you know, the pricing of our fences down where it's going to actually be good for us. I don't think it's going to end up hurting us when it adjusts. Yeah. I think, I think end of summer is going to be where we start, we start to see a lot of downward pressure because yeah. the, the demand's going to drop out. People are going to, you know, get, you know, I don't want to like to use the word desperate, but you know, when you have, you know, less demand in the market and an oversupply of labor, you know, or yeah. oversupply of contractors. It's just inevitable. The prices are going to drop. So, yeah. yeah. And I and think I think next year might be tough, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it's going to separate the men from the boys. You're going to find out who's got this shit together and who doesn't. Yep. You're going to see the guys that were car salesmen, you know, prior to COVID. They're back selling cars. 
yeah, man, I used to have a fence company. Uh oh. You know, hey. Yeah. We lost you. Must be having in the matrix. I don't know. It's Wednesday, man. They have church downstairs. There's no telling what's happening after they heard that I've, intro. I've been telling everybody Dan's not real. He's it's like an artificial intelligence and animated character. Right there just proved it, didn't it? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Did y'all do y'all, y'all know Mark Olson, right? From SWI Fence of Florida, SWI Fence. Why Never heard of her. I haven't heard of him. You never heard of him? Yeah, she sucks. <laughs> I, mean, I saw a picture at the post office with his name on it, but I don't know if that's the same one you're talking about. Well, I heard he went to Dude, Vegas. Can I, can, I, can I bitch about SWI for a minute? <laughs> yeah, man. Can I bitch about SWI? Bitch about those some bitches. <laughs> Dude, I, I go into the refrigerator in the office, right? So, yeah, yeah, I do go to the office, right? And I go to the refrigerator to get a bottle of water, and there's this damn SWI sticker with some goofy dude smiling like swi fence i'm like why is this sticker on my refrigerator <laughs> in my office and i and i look i'm not i'm not gonna lie i, I took it off the refrigerator and put it in the trash i, yeah. I was, <laughs> I, was like, I don't know somebody was like punking me if like mark was gonna like jump out of my shop and be like what's up punk you know and i'm like hey look i'm not having yeah. Yeah, you didn't know you were going to be a guest on uh, the successful contractor YouTube channel. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, so we had any, I don't know anything about it. We had him on uh, I think last week, and when I mentioned his billboard, he did. He kind of looked like, "How'd you know about it?" I didn't tell him that you told me that you were driving oh, yeah. down was I-75? What were you driving yeah, down? Dri- I was driving down I-95 going to Orlando, you know, <laughs> going to, you know, going to a conference and I and I look and I'm like, "Oh, what the <laughs> yeah, Come on, man. I want to see that. It's my it's my hood." Yeah. <laughs> he was in town here like I think about 3 4 weeks ago. You know, we haven't seen the shop cat since. It's just missing. I don't know. I mean, he, he we left him unsupervised for a little while. The cat's gone. I think someone was complaining about something about some pins up at the front counter. It was just, it was just like you know. And I didn't want to say nothing, but you know. Well, yeah, he he was your guest. You can't you can't yeah, say anything. Having Mark around is like having a Chinese restaurant down the street. <laughs> you can't have a cat. I'm not the only one with shop cats. I've got like ten of them. Dude, you need shop cats, man. You we got like, to. We, we must have ten or ten or twenty of them around here, man. We we have zero rodents. I, I know it's because of all these cats. Not a single one in, the, in in any of our sheds. Nowhere. So what we did was because my guys are freaking animals, and they leave food in their trucks. They're like, man, I got rat shit in my truck. I'm like, well, you're leaving food in it. Yeah. We got a shop. Next door is an empty field. Across the street is a six foot ditch deep by eight foot wide. There's freaking mice everywhere. You know? So yeah, we need to get a uh I don't think we have a yard cat, but we need to get some cats and just let those suckers live out there just because call, just call Mark. I heard he I heard he knows a lot about cats. Yeah. <laughs> well we ended up buying this stuff online. Um I forget the name of it, but it smells like peppermint. And once a month, we spray under the engine cabins of the of the trucks, and we spray in the wheel wells, and it keeps the rodents out of the trucks. I think they I think they use that at strip clubs, Dan. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe that's where I found it at. No wonder. I'm like, man, this smells so familiar. I like this smell. <laughs> then all of a sudden, I'm like, Pepper, I'm kind of in the mood. Come here, girl. <laughs> what are we talking about? 
<laughs> no idea. Man, I'm pepper free this week. Pepper went to Orlando to a winter garden just northwest of Orlando to visit visit her family. Her mom does this big charity thing every year for the uh, art gallery in Winter Garden, and she does this big charity thing. So the whole family rallies together and goes and helps, and all the nephews and nieces bartend and serve food, and it's a big ordeal for them down there in Winter Garden, and that's where she's at. So I'm like pepper-free. And uh, this morning I was kind of like, hey, Mama, you going to leave for a few days? And she's like, I'm tired. I was up late. I'm like, all right, well. There's a hoe with a sandwich somewhere around here. I'll, I'll be all right. <laughs> I said, don't, don't, leave, don't leave me horny and hungry, girl. There's a hoe with a sandwich somewhere. <laughs> How long has she gone for? Uh, what's today? Wednesday? She'll be back Sunday night. So, yeah, she texted me. Um, she was waiting on the airplane, and she sent me a picture of a sandwich. So I knew what she was doing. She was getting back at me for my hoe with a sandwich comment. Yeah. Hey, Pepper, he thinks you're coming back on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> you can stay a couple more days, baby. <laughs> Man, I talked to Joe Evers today. Well, we're gonna, I'm going to say this and we're going to move on. I talked to Joe Evers today. And, you know, we're, we're doing the, uh, the standing bit. And I'm like, it's, it's genius. I now get to put my fence sign on another guy's fence that he built. This is a fucking no-brainer to me. I'm down. So um, I called Joe, and I'm like, Joe, how is this going over in your in your area? And he's like, well, we got an Ozark fence and an Ozark stain. So that's what we're doing. We're going to have a fence king, stain, and seal, and a fence king built by a fence king, stained by a fence king. So that way we don't get in trouble. But I'm still getting the fence king name on somebody else's fence that they built which is a great way to advertise, you know? And uh, sounds like, Joe, I mean, are you have any pushback in your area? And he's like, well, you know, I mean, it's kind of like one of those things where you're not supposed to cut the, uh, the tags off of your mattress, you know? You, you know, you shouldn't do it, but you do it. I'm like, yeah, I did. I noticed when I was at your house, there was no tags on the, on the mattress in your master bedroom. And Joe was like, okay, I'm going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> I was giving him a hard time, but yeah, man, um, what better way to get your name on somebody else's fence to go stain it and put your sign right next to theirs and they can't do anything about it. Talk about, uh, okay, I didn't get to build it, but I stained it and I still got my sign. I'm still advertising in the neighborhood. Yeah. You know, we've been doing real well with stain. It's definitely boosting the margins. Y'all do, are y'all doing stain with superior? Have y'all thought about doing that? Um, we have, I used to, I used to do staining as a service, uh, here in Jacksonville. Um, but it, it never, it, we never caught traction with it. Right. And then in some markets, uh, like, like Dallas, for example, you know, uh, pre-stained materials are, are a big deal. So we've, uh, we've done some stuff there. Um, you know, but, but it's not, you know, it's not, it's not a big driver for us. We, we turned it off after a while cause I had a sub doing it, um, here in Jacksonville and, uh, and they just turned out to be like too many problems and he got busy. I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to turn this off. Cause it, you know, you look at your, your, your financial statement, right. And you're like, man, this, this thing that is 
three percent of my income or one percent of my income is is causing me a bunch of problems. Mm-hmm. And if it went away, uh, nobody's going to notice, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So in your market, Dan, you've got like Western red cedar. Like people ought to be preserving that. Mm-hmm. You know, we're a full on like pressure treated market. Um, it's a big deal to have like Northern red premium, you know, domestic pine versus uh, <laughs> the import Brazilian Southern yellow pine. Mm-hmm. Um, but people still don't, don't maintain their fences, you know? So, well, uh, we're, we're I, pushing it, man. And i tell you what, um, I got a couple of things that I'm doing to boost margins today. Had a lady finance the fence. Well, we're using Sunlight Financial, right? Well, Sunlight is a um, home improvement lender. So, say Zach has a fence today, lady, $5,985 and some change. Well, they gave her a $15,000 line of credit for change orders because that's how they work. You know, when you're redoing your bathroom, I mean, people, everybody's got old ladies that like to watch these damn flip it and flop it and change it and choose it and, you know, all that bullshit, right? Well, they're always running into termites and they're running into a sewer line problem. They're running into an AC issue. Well, that's why Sunlight says, hey, you can have change orders. You got up to this much. Well, what I'm doing is as soon as I don't tell them about staining right away, we build the fence and then we don't bill them right away. Hey, you know, I was just noticing you got this open line of credit for another $14 a month. We can go ahead and stain your fence. Oh, really? Yeah. $14 a month. Yeah. Don't even ask how much the stain is. Yeah. Selling on the payment. Right. That's what car dealerships have been doing for. Exactly. So. Went ahead, sold the lady on the stain. It was um twenty something hundred dollar stain job. Boost my margins. There we go. Easy peasy. Hey, 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 talk about boosting your margins with financing, right? Have you um, have you broached the subject of revenue sharing with Sunlight? Um, revenue sharing. Give me a give me a definition of that. So, I mean, you I, you, you sell a bunch of financing. You hit certain marks. And you say, hey, give me a rebate based on the amount that I finance? Um, no, if I was selling more. I'm not selling that much, but I'm selling enough to make a difference to Fence King, but probably not enough to make a difference to them. Yeah. Well, you know, that's something that, you know, I don't know. If, I, if there was like an association, you know, who went to these finance companies and said, hey, look, we'll bring you all your customers, right? but you need to revenue share back to people mm-hmm. a percentage of what they finance. That'd be pretty cool. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It would be real nice. Does any of these finance companies do commercial? Is it just, you guys use it for commercial at all or is it just all residential? No, all residential. Yeah. I mean, I, and you know, I mean a commercial, you know, it, it all depends. Like somebody recently asked a question on the forum, like what's the difference between <laughs> residential and commercial? Right. And if you look at it the first time, you're like, man, that's that's kind of like one of those questions. It's like, there's no such thing as a dumb question, but yeah. I mean, but but when you peel it back, it's like, well, you know, there actually is a big difference between residential and commercial, and there's there's different grades of of yeah. you know commercial, and the and the lines blur. Like, is an HOA job is that residential or commercial? Well, you you're building a big fence, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, for a bunch of homes. 
you're doing it for a business, you know, but it's, it's, it's backyards, you know, yeah. is that residential or commercial? You know, you, we installed a fence for uh, a kitchens contractor locally. You yeah. know, he found us just the way a, a homeowner would find us, yep. paid us just the way a homeowner would find us, you know, so, you know, <laughs> it just happened to be for a business. So we, yeah. we would categorize that as commercial, but that person might say, Hey man, I'm, I'm all about using financing for this project. Yeah. So, yeah. But, you know, yeah. that's a good point. I think that's still residential though. If it's on a, if it's on a single family home, I guess for me, residential is always a single family home. You get into multifamily, it's, it starts to get into commercial. We don't do any residential. I mean, it goes back to that 80, 20 rule. Um, that Mark Olson always talks about, um, it's the same. I mean, residential at one point was probably not even 20%. They were probably five, 10% of our business and they were 80% of our management time. We just, we just, we're just not equipped for residential. You could give my guys a thousand foot of 12 foot tall chain link through around, a, around a commercial property. They get that done all day long. Give them 50 feet of wood fence in someone's backyard. We will fuck it up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's crazy. Yeah. They're to like, eight, the guys are there till like eight o'clock at night. You're like, what are you doing there? One of the guys quit. One of the guys quit. We had a sprinkler line. One of the dogs ran away. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's just, uh, <laughs> they were watching the girls. On the we, had a, I don't yeah. know. We, had a, we had a dog run away. I'm not kidding, man. If I'm lying, I'm dying. Like we had a dog run out on a job. We tore out the old fence. The, the, the homeowner was used to, you know, leaving the back door open because the dog could wander in and out. Well, the dog wandered out. And this is an old dog, man. Like, this dog needed to cross the rainbow bridge, like, go be with Jesus, like, you know, for some time. But this dog wanders out. And I'm not kidding, man, goes and and wanders into a a nearby retention pond and and freaking drowns. (laughs) And, like, it's like, oh, no, like... (laughs) Like, what were you thinking? Like you left your back door open, like you didn't have a fence. So like, and somehow, somehow though, that was our fault. I'm yeah. like, come on, man. Like, you know, like I feel, I feel for you. I love my, I love my dog. If, 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 if he, you know, if she drowned in a retention pot, I'd, I'd feel really like I'd be tore up, you know, yeah. Yeah. but it's like, what were you thinking? Like your yeah. fence was down. Like, you, like we didn't let you, what are we supposed to do? Yeah. We got a vet bill. We got a vet bill once and then a filed a complaint against the contractor's board or residential. And it was because she said the dog was licking the slats in the fence. Yeah. It was, and, and it was whatever it was, the material they said on the, in the slats, the, you know, PD, PD slats was making the dog sick. And I'm like, I don't, what? Don't, don't let your dog lick the fence. I don't know. I mean, what do you, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Stop, put, stop putting <laughs> peanut butter on the fence. They were supposed to be edible slats or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, and, and, uh, you know, it, you know, my question is, and in, in markets like Vegas and Phoenix, like, is there even really that much of a residential fence market? You know, I, I went to high school in, in, outside of Phoenix. Yeah. And, you know, my house had a, a masonry wall yeah. that was covered in stucco. And I've talked to folks who are interested in franchising our concept in those markets. I'm like, hey, look, let me just be real honest with you. You know, we've looked at the, the metrics. We've looked at the demand. And it's like, 60% less than what we would expect on a per capita yeah. basis. So just, just understand like, you know, we're not doing masonry walls. And even if we were, yeah. it's not like you don't get the same turnover with masonry walls that you do with yeah. a wood privacy fence. Like that wood privacy fence might last 10, 15 years, you know, 25, 30 years. If you maintain it properly, properly yeah. and ha- and have a good contractor, like the fence staining King, 
stay yeah. in your fence regularly. Right. Right, Dan. Yeah. Right. Am I right? You're right. But, but a masonry wall, that's going to last life, for, yeah. that's, that's it. Like yeah. you might the as well be like a stucco contractor. <laughs> the house will be gone and that wall will still be around the property. That's yeah. it. We've done yeah. one wood fence job, I think in the last three or four years, there just isn't any wood. It's all block walls, like you're saying. And then yeah. every once in a while, a vinyl guy will come in because we, you know, we get, I don't know, 70 bucks a foot, 80 bucks a foot for vinyl fencing here. And they get all excited about it. They get all excited. These guys, oh, I'm going to go open a vinyl fence company in Las Vegas and they'll come down and open it up. And about six, eight months later, they're gone. They're gone. It doesn't, I don't care how much a foot you're getting. If there's, if there's only, you know, three right. to five jobs going on this year. <laughs> yeah. fence. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so we won't be in Brian's neck of the woods anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not unless you're going to get into the commercial. I mean, and that's what it is. It's a commercial town. There's some residential, but not enough to come in and, you know, unless you wanted to stay a one man crew, you're not going to be. Well, and there's, you know, there's ornamental, you know, I mean, I see, I see the ornamental opportunity, but even then it's very limited. You know, when I, when I have, um, when we look at a market and I see, like, I look at Jacksonville, right. And there's like over a hundred fence contractors here. Right. I look at that and I go, okay, good. There's healthy demand. We can go in there. We can compete. Right. When I look at a market and I see there's like six, like one page of results in Google for fence contractors, I'm like, oh no, that's not a good market. Um, and that's counterintuitive for some of the folks that look at our opportunity. Um, because we're not going around and converting, you know, existing fence companies to franchises. You know, we're not doing that. We we haven't done that at all. I don't. Yeah, yeah I was going to ask. I was going to. I was going to ask that question. How many? Um. How many of your new franchises are existing fence companies that have converted? None. Oh, really? Wow. None. You know, well, yeah, because I mean, how am I going to go a fence king? I built this baby. It's like letting my kid go. No, it's look, like I've me saying to, I've talked to I've talked to a handful of people. You know, I know some folks from around the, the country. They're from like Facebook or whatever. And I've said, hey, look, man, it's as easy as this. I even had a guy down to Jacksonville and he's like, well, what about my, you know, my Google reviews, man? Like I, I, I've worked hard. I've gotten all these good reviews. I'm like, here, dude, hand me your phone. And he's like, what are, you, what are you doing? I was like, well, just hand it to me. He had his Google business profile pulled up. And I was like, here, I'll just change the name real quick. You know, beep, and then you're done. Now you're, now you're superior fence and rail. Yeah. He's, like, he's like, give me that back. The way y'all do it, though, is pretty, pretty, pretty neat the way you do it. Because you can pull a superior fence and rail company up and it's got like 3,000 reviews. So, um. I'm trying. How do y'all do? How do you do that, Zach? Man, you know, I um, I'm going to pick on Mark. Mark Olson. Yeah, Mark Olson. Flip flop. Mark Olson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I snuck into an AFA event years ago, and I don't know if Mark remembers this, but I sat next to him at this dinner, and it was all the instructors from AFA University. It was probably three or four years ago. And I explained to Mark what we did with the reviews because he was talking about how they wanted to increase reviews. I was like, well, hey, look, I'm, 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 I'm okay at it. You know, we've, we've focused on that. Um, and I, I shared what we did with Mark and he just looked at me. He's like, nah, man, I'm just gonna do my own thing. Like, I'm like, all right, well, that's fine. You know, but, you know, but really what it boils down to is focusing on it and then maintaining that focus. Right. So if you say, 
you know, hey, I want one out of four customers to leave me a positive review online, right? And it's not something that I want to do this month or this quarter or this year, but that's always the goal, right? Then, and if you communicate that to your team and, you know, you can offer incentives and all that stuff, gift cards, and you can do all that. That's fine. But if you even just, even just communicating the goal and saying like, hey guys, this is the goal. This is what, this is what right looks like. This is what success looks like. You can do that with reviews. You can do it with efficiency. You can do it with, with any, any aspect of profitability. You can do it with any aspect of your business. Those are the three big ones, right? Like customer service, efficiency, profitability. Like that's what we spend a lot of time worrying about. But if you communicate that to the team and say, Hey guys, this is what right looks like. This is what, what it looks like to succeed. This is what, you know, this is, this is how we win. You know, I think that's the number one thing you got to do. And we do it and we, and we keep that focus. Um, and so the percentage of Jacksonville reviews, we've got a lot, right? We've got probably, I don't know, almost 3000 just in Jacksonville. Um, so that number keeps getting smaller and smaller relative to the overall enterprise. And that's sort of like my internal metric for, for success, right? Like I don't want it to just be like a Jacksonville fence company. I don't want it to just be that, you know, I want it to, to be, you know, a nationwide, like, Hey, we have like my goal this year is at 15,000 reviews nationwide. Right. So I, I, we, we might get there. You know, yeah. um, if we don't, we'll get there early next year and then we'll reset the target and say, okay, now it's time for 20, you know? Um, so I, I think just, just, just getting the team focused on it. This is a team sport, right? Yeah. I mean, Dan, you got people on your team, Brian, you got people on your team. It's a team sport. Anybody right. who thinks that they're the center of the universe and they're the smartest person, they got it all figured out. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're smarter than me. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah, I mean, we're doing well with our reviews. Um, I'll tell you what, man, I've learned a lot from Zach Payton. Um, probably stuff he doesn't realize that I'm paying attention to. But there are things that Zach's doing that I notice that I'm that I'm implementing in my business because you know why? It works. You know? Um and I, I'm 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 a big believer in not being the smartest guy in the room. I don't yeah, want, I don't, uh, I don't want to be the smartest guy in the room. Hey, you know? look, I, Hey, I'm a, when I was in the army, I was a, I was an intelligence officer, right? So when I'm out, when I'm out looking on Facebook, a lot of the times I'm just gathering Intel, mm-hmm. you know, and then I decide, is this actionable or not? And if I and I've seen stuff that Dan's doing and I'm like, Hey, you know what? That's pretty cool. We're going to, we're going to do that. You know, it's, it's, you know, I, it's one of the great things about paying attention to what's going on in the forums when you get past the pettiness and, you know, some of the drama when people are like, Oh my God, you know, you got a wet mix or you got all that crap. You know, when you get past all that, like there's some good nuggets out there. You take it away, implement it in your business, see if it works. And if it does, Hey, great. You know, that's free. It's free business development. (laughs) And I don't want to accidentally say anything nice about Mark, but one thing about Mark, whenever he goes anywhere, he takes, you know, he could, you could show him 15 things about your company and he always takes away something, you know, the one thing and he tells the world about it. And uh, that was pretty cool, you know, to actually, like you said, there's little nuggets in everywhere you go. And, uh, you know, I appreciate that. Everything that you do, I mean, w- watching what you did, Zach, was, was 
was amazing because I mean you you've shown us that it's it's there's you can do more than even just start a fence company, sell materials, and you know grow your company to 10, 20 trucks, and then you're always people are always wondering what do you do after that? Well, you you what's that did you know what I mean? And it it was incredible to watch it. I mean to watch you franchise those things out was I think it was just impressive for us all. Yeah, man. The last time we talked, he had like eighty six. Yeah. Now he's got twenty more, hundred plus. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it was something else. I mean, it still is. It's still something to watch. You know, there's no and doubt about it. I remember. I remember one show we got we got a little we got a little drunk on the show, and Zach was like, "You know what, Dan? You know what, Cannon? I'll give y'all a franchise." <laughs> I did I offered that? Yeah, he offered us a free franchise, man. I did. I even yeah, talked to I, Ryan, the consultant, about it. You know, I would do one if, if there was if there was a residential market here. I would do one. It's just, I mean, in Nevada, it's a little different in Las Vegas because it's all yeah. it's not really about reviews. You know, about how many reviews you got. The reviews are almost useless on you know when you're when you're getting accounts with the state and the county and the hotels and some of the man you know some of those companies. It really it's kind of irrelevant. But if there was any market here at all, I would I wouldn't even blink at paying the franchise money to open up one. There's no well, doubt about and, it. and the the commercial side of the business has been developing, right? So it's not like we're just going to stay uh, a residential fence company. I mean, our Jacksonville office, you know. Now listen, our, you know when we when we sold to private equity, we combined the Jacksonville and Orlando locations under common management, right? And I don't know what revenue we were doing at the time, but we're we're on track to to put up some serious numbers and serious growth, right? Um, for the for the the corp, what we call our corporate owned stores now, right? And and that's all through commercial and metal fabrication. And so you know, my vision for Superior Fence and Rail is for this to be a billion dollar enterprise, right? And for and for people to hear that, yeah, right? They're like what are you talking about, man? You know, yeah. that's a, that's a 10 figure, 10 figure business, yeah. right? There hasn't been a 10 figure fence business. I don't think yeah. Yeah. not maybe on the supply side for some of these multinational guys, maybe, you know, but, um, but not for your standard fence contractor and our yeah. path to get there is, you know, probably through Canada. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, and through, you know, commercial through uh, really just realizing all the different legs of the fence business, right? You've got retail, you've got residential, you've got commercial access control, all that. So when I describe the opportunity to, to prospective franchisees, I can bring them to a place like Jacksonville and say, Hey, but no, really this business has so much potential, so much potential, you know? Um, and it's, it's, it's really exciting. And, and my favorite thing about franchising is helping other people, succeed and realize success that they were never going to do on their own yeah. but when they bet on themselves right with a good business model behind them um people do amazing thing it's it's, yeah. it's you know it's it's awesome yeah no have another beer and tell me how you're going to do this commercial franchising <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's 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 get him sauced up so we can get the secrets huh Hey, if you're in Jacksonville, Florida, can you bring some beer over to Zach's house real quick? Trying to get him sloshed. But look, look, Brian, you know this just as well as I do, right? Your commercial clients want people, you know, who will take them out and do fun shit with them, right? Like, so that's that's one thing, right? Like, if I had a 47 foot boat 
when I could take people offshore and go fishing and fuck around, mm-hmm. like, you know, they'd be like, all right, man, I'll give you the fence job. You know, there's, so there's a, there's a really strong relationship aspect to it, but then there's a whole bunch of people out there, you know, at general contractors who just want good subs. Yeah. Right. And so the level of service and process that we bring to the residential side of the business, when we've leveraged that into the commercial side, we've realized like, hey, we have something valuable without having to, you know, be buddies with everybody. So um, we're finding you know, we're finding that same thing out. So we and I got to give Dylan this credit because I am a boom, 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 pump out the residential done. Easy peasy. Guys can do it with their eyes closed. I can bid a job like that. You know what I mean? I don't want to call somebody and get a price. Well, Dylan's like, oh, we need to do this job for um, this uh, this um, fast food restaurant. We got to do a job for this uh, hotel, N- not hotel, um, uh, apartment complex. And I'm like, whatever, bro. If you want to do it, just understand. If shit goes south, you're going out there. I'm staying right here doing what I do best. Well, sure enough, we do the dog park for this hotel. And Dylan ran into the guy at the gas station. Hey, man, what's going on? Hey, you know what? We're building a hotel now next to the Holiday Inn right here that they tore down the old Best Western. And I want to use y'all. It was seamless. Y'all did everything you were supposed to do. Showed up when you were supposed to show up. Everything's great. So we're learning by doing that. These commercial guys are knowing, hey, Fence King's the place to go. You know, we got a local uh, fast food restaurant. We're getting ready to do um, all their drive-through and everything with aluminum. We're driving engine five-eighths post, putting spacers, and doing their aluminum. Like, hey, we're doing one in Slidell. We're doing two in Baton Rouge. We want y'all to do it. Y'all are Johnny on the spot, handling business. And we're not even really trying. We're just, like, bidding it. Hey, if we get it, we get it. Well, we're getting it, and then they're realizing the service. And I feel like the service is there because we're having to go so far above and beyond for our residential customers, which is the reason why we have so many reviews, because we go above and beyond. We're doing the same thing for the commercial guys, and they're like, ah, who the hell are you? Where would you come from? You know, And yeah, it's, exactly. it's working well for us. It really is. And I guess back to what Zach was saying earlier, there's so many different levels of commercial. Like we don't do, we, we do almost zero work for general contractors. If we don't shake the hand of the guy, when I say commercial, I'm talking about just anything that's not residential, but for the owners of the properties. So typically the ones that are going to be paying us, cause we still get our deposits and we still, you know, and it may be a little larger than a residential one, but nonetheless, we still get them. And uh, we don't really bid that much to general contractors. We just don't. It's just we don't want to do we don't want to sign a 45 page contract that no no one voids our contract. So I think that's our you know, my nickname with some of the GCs when I used to do it was redline because I would just be redlining everything. And I would be like the entire page is redline. They'd be like, don't worry about it. That doesn't apply to you. Well, then you don't mind if I redline it. Right. Because it may not apply today, but it's going to apply, you know, at the end of this project when I'm trying to do a change order or something. So I don't know. So I think uh, it, it also I, I'd love to see some, you know, especially Zach, I'd love to hear what you guys end up doing the commercial stuff. When you decide to start doing that, let me know. I'd love to be part of that. We're doing it right now. Yeah. We're, yeah let's the, stay in touch. The, team, the teams that we're, the teams that we're developing, the, the processes that we're putting in place are the, are yeah. the framework for the next generation, you know, yeah, because absolutely. here's, here's my job, right? Like my job is to continue to provide value to the franchisees who've signed up for our system, Right. 
And so if I just stop and say, Hey, when you get to a certain point, it's over. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's valuable, right? Hey, look, it's valuable. Everything that I've done up to that point is valuable, but then, then the value proposition starts to fade. Right. But if I say, Hey, okay, you're ready to get into commercial. Well, come on down and we'll, we'll, you know, we'll show you what the team looks like. We'll show you the process. We'll show you the tools. We'll show you everything. Um, well, that's valuable. And we continue to bring value to the people because, you know, somebody who opens up a fence business and they don't know anything about fencing, they're not going to have an inclination to do commercial. They might think they want to. Right. right. But when I explain to them, like, hey, listen, this is what commercial looks like. You know, the project sizes are bigger. There's a lot more risk. Um, they're slower to pay. The competition is a little bit more fierce. Um, you know, so, you know, yeah. it's, it's not really as appetizing once you peel back, peel it back a little bit. But, you know, down the road a little bit. It's better. And, yep. and some of our operators have come on board and they, they have had, you know, uh, construction experience, right? right. Um, like our, our guys in Virginia had, you know, general contractor experience. So they're blowing up because they get it. They get the yep. whole game. They're just leveraging the tools and the systems that we have to, to blow up. And they're, they're going to get right into commercial. And we've yep. got some best practices to share. So that's, 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 that's a big part of it. No, that's yeah. really neat. Sounds like you need to go to Virginia and visit the uh, Superior Fence and Rails, uh, Brian. Brian, Fred Aluminum. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I need to come do a tour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Zach said I could come by and look at the books. <laughs> Give him a call. Me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, my doors are open. You, know, you, can, you can come in the back of the restaurant. I've brought people in the back of the restaurant before. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure. I know at least one or two folks have been there just to gather information. Yeah. I mean? yeah. Um, the the doors are open just because we we show you you know how yeah. everything looks like like you can see in the back of the kitchen at McDonald's right yeah. you no know, but that doesn't mean you can start slinging Big Macs like McDonald's no. does tomorrow yeah. you know um, so Brian we're, have, we're ingrained into this town ourselves already Brian have you seen Zach's um, fab shop that he has no nah, no nah, no maybe I saw a picture of it I don't remember oh. it was his dude. I'll, you go. I want to go with you. You're talking about in Florida? Yeah. You want to see the gates they put out. Didn't y'all do – y'all did a big gate. I remember you posted it online. It looked like you plasma cut this gate. What was it? Um, yeah, it was a plasma cutter. We have a we have a plasma cutting machine. What's interesting about that kind of stuff is like the margin opportunities that it affords. So a plasma cutting machine, the one that we got, you know, is about $40,000, uh-huh. right? And on one job, one single job, we made our own base plates, you know, the, the flange mounts, because we were doing a flange mounted aluminum fence, right? We made our own base plates and we saved $8,000, $7,000 on one job, you know? And then, you know, what, what Dan's talking about is we, you know, made a custom gate for the local pipe fitters union. The pipe fitters are ironwork pipe fitters, I think. And the, and we we cut we custom plasma cut their logo into the center of the gate, and sold them a a beautiful yeah. custom gate. Dude, it was badass. Yeah. Those are really cool because it's it's really hard. There's, typically, there's not. I mean, around here, there's only like you were saying, there's only five companies that you, you got to actually have license limits. So you can only bid up to a certain limit. So there's only five companies that can bid a gate like that in town. So right. you you charge, you know, you're not you're not skimping at all. You charge whatever you want for it. So those are those are the opportunities that I wish people would try to take advantage of, you know, yeah. and, and get and get involved in because some of those, like you said, I mean, that, that could have been a thirty forty thousand dollar gate by itself. 
Easy. Right. Well, mm-hmm. and you know, and it's just, it's a whole different level of business, yeah. you know, and it took us, we opened the fab shop two years ago. So what it took us 12 years to get there, you yeah. know, it's not, it's not something no. that you necessarily like jump into feet first and look, we were profitable all, all along the way. I, I love my business all along the way up until that point, And now it's just at a whole different level. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I was welding gates on the floor with a 110 welder and a generator when I started, you know, I didn't have it. I didn't always have a shop. None of us did yeah. when we started, you know, now, now you can knock out whatever you want in there. It's, it changes, it changes everything, but you got to grow and you can't be afraid to keep reinvesting into your tools and shops and, and getting better welders and things. Yeah. I mean, I parked in front of my house for, I can't tell you how long and then worked out of a mini storage. Yeah. Thought I was a shit when I had a couple parking spots in a five by 10 mini storage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I've been there, done that, you know. Um, You know, when we were talking about boosting margins earlier, I'll tell you another way we're boosting margins. And some people might not like it, but it works. We built a lot of jobs virtually uh, here in the office. And, you know, I'll go ahead and sell the job and say it's $6,000, right? guy wants to move forward all right we're going to move forward we got to come out and verify what we did virtually go out and verify what we did virtually and we figured 10 feet too many do you now tell the customer the job isn't five thousand anymore it's 4700 no you sell it for five you know so then we end up selling 10 foot of fence at no cost which one of you guys are clicking something over there i can hear it I mean, <laughs> Zach. I'm clicking. I'm clicking something. I'm yeah, my, I can hear it, man. But um, <laughs> hold on. I'll, I'll hold my hands up here. I don't know what to do with my hands. Guys. You're like a blackjack. <laughs> it's like my dog. I got to be like a blackjack player to my, uh, deal with my dog. Guys, my, my, my kids not. just got home, and they're all looking at me through the window. You know, like, <laughs> what are you doing, daddy? Daddy, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, you know. Do, do we go ahead and credit him those 10 feet? No, we don't. We leave it on the bid, stick it down in the bottom. Now we told 10, we sold 10 feet at zero cost. And our margin, we'll just use round numbers, goes from 50 to 53. Well, you do that 10, 12 times, that's a decent amount of margin booster. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there's that, you know, it's interesting that you bring that up, Dan, because there's a company out. Um, have you all heard of Ergion Fence? No, I've heard no. of I've heard of SWI fence. Yeah, well, listen if you're if you're out in the great state of California, you're listening. You're like, oh yeah, here we go, Ergion, right? They're uh, they're a fence company. They're entirely virtual. Uh, so this is a Korean company that's coming to our space. Really, you've never heard of Ergion fence? No, I haven't. You don't know about this. No, teach me something this. new. Ergion. Ergion, E R G E O N. Damn it, Dan! Don't put it. Don't link it in the notes. All right, no. we don't want to give them any juice for this. No. Uh, 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 I'm all over it. Yeah, they're 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 from Korea, uh, and uh, they are basically their model is they're putting somebody in a house somewhere, like they're they're putting up fake Google listings. Like you know, it's a it's a total black hat technique when it comes to Google. You're definitely not supposed to do this. Mm-hmm. Um. And what it is, is there's somebody sitting in a house somewhere and all they're doing is taking virtual appointments, right? With, uh, with people and they're, they're using a tool like ArcSight or like what we have. 
and they're they're drawing out fence diagrams or quoting customers doing exactly what you just said, right? And then they're just subbing it out in the market. Really? Right? And just just subbing it out like okay, like hey, go go furnish and install this this project for 90% of what we sold it at, you know. Yeah. Right. They pay the one person a little bit and then they're just they're trying to scale. You yeah. Know? So it's a it's a really um, it's an interesting thing. They're they're potentially a disruptor. Um, if you look at them, if you look at the locations, they're putting more dots on the map than anybody realizes right now. Really? So certainly, yeah. They're not growing as fast as we are, and they've picked some interesting markets to expand into. That's all I'm going to say because I don't want to give those folks any. No, no, no. no you're right. You're right. Don't. What's the difference between that and what Home Depot and Lowe's does? They do similar. Nothing. They don't, nothing. You know? Nothing. Yeah. Well, I had a lady today said. I said, who else have you had come out? Oh, Lowe's. I was like, all right. I'm, I did a virtual estimate. Sent it to my estimate. I said, bid this on bitch right now. I'm telling you, we're going to get it. it it's, it's done. Because I know exactly what she's getting. You know? Easy sale. Easy. <clears throat> I'm looking right now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I have sold 11 jobs well, actually, twelve. One of them is pushed till next month. I sold twelve jobs this month and didn't move from right here. Yeah, twelve. Look, you're not. You're doing everything right. You know, you're not. You're not using black hat techniques. And even when a company is doing stuff like that, you would be surprised at how hard it is to report something to Google, <clears throat> right? And say, "Hey, Google, somebody's violating your policies," right? You can't just do that. And then Google be like, okay, we'll take it off. Because it goes up to fucking Google. Yeah. And there's like somebody working somewhere for Google. And they're like, I don't know. I can't really make this this decision. Yep, and they, there's not enough information. And it stays on. And somebody answers the yep. phone. Or somebody, the website's real. And as soon as they realize that website's real or the phone number's real, it just stays. Yeah. And I then mean, I mean, if we, we, have, we have a market that'll go unnamed again because I don't want to tip anybody off. But there's a company in a market in America that <laughs> I know. has like five different Google accounts. I know who five you're talking about. different Google accounts. No, you don't. Do you really? Yeah. It's up north. I'll just stay at that. All right. Well, damn, damn. Okay. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> so, well, we can't do anything about it. Nothing. We're like, hey, Google, this creates an unfair advantage for one company in the market. And they're like, yeah, well, we'll see what we can do about it. It's like, I'm like, do I call the attorney general of of that no, state up north, you know, nobody I, mean, cares. I don't know. Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares. It's just, we'll you know what? We're doing okay. So it's like, well, do we complain about it? I don't yeah. know. You know, I mean, it's okay. But, you if know, people who used. Then you might as well complain about Home Depot at the same time and see, see which one gets reviewed. None of them will. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the, the Home Depot bit, man, is, is. As soon as someone tells me Home Depot's been out of Lowe's, I'm all over it. And I'm like, throw throw 10 extra points on that job, and we got it. Yeah. You know, people don't realize, I'm going to give you a golden nugget right now. Golden nugget alert. Yeah. Is there a button? Go, this is a Please. golden nugget Please. alert. All right. Where's your clicker? Hold, I'm Where's, your hold clicker? My yeah. Where's your clicker? Where's your clicker? We should have some type of uh, 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 a... <laughs> Yeah, little Matt yeah, Warner Wu, right? So I need, a, I need a fidget toy, guys. I don't know what I do. Golden nugget alert, all right? If a homeowner says, well, I've had Lowe's come out, 
I've had Home Depot come out, and that's, oh, that's all you've had come out? Yeah, that's it. Okay, I'm going to give you a, you want to price them right then. Because tomorrow, or maybe while you're on the phone with them, I want to move forward. Because the way they work is, is they have somebody like Brian Fred Aluminum Fencing, who is going to do the job, and they just double the price. That's all they do. If you buy a roof from Home Depot, you should just be shot in the head right now because they double the price. That's what happens. They do it because of financing reasons and things like that. Exactly. So they're scooping up the people that have the Home Depot credit card, and they're going to put it on their credit card. So if you're 5000 for the fence, I guarantee you, without a doubt, Home Depot gave them a price for eight with with ease, if not nine or ten. That is a golden nugget. As soon as someone says they got a price from Home Depot, I'm in like Flynn, and that's a job where we're making money. You can't yeah. you can't bid stuff like you have competition. You just got to bid it to make money in your industry and 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 not not worry about the competition. Even when I go out and bid stuff, if they say they'll get another quote, I'm like, yeah, I understand. But while I'm here, let me mark the ground for the underground while I'm here. And I still lay it out for underground. And then you know what I do? I call in the underground anyway. I call in the 811, even though they haven't given me the job yet before they even got the other bid. So next thing you know, I've got LVF road all over the ground, Las Vegas fence and things like that. And, and then wait, that's another good strategy. If you go out there, mark it for white with underground, like like you like somebody's already like they've already given it to someone. So the next guy comes out and he sees that it's already been marked for underground. They think they've already given it to somebody. So sometimes they won't even show up and do the quote. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, well, we take advantage of those guys. We take advantage of those Lowe's and Home Depot customers. And guess what? We don't get them all. You know why? Because I don't have that 0% interest for 12 months credit card because they don't have the money. Yeah. You know, I was talking to um, uh, Matt Lowry, I think it was, down in Sherman, Texas. And I said, look, man, when you're ready to do financing, let me know. I know how to sell the financing. It's so easy. Don't don't do whatever the finance company tells you to do. Call me. I'll tell you how to do it. I've been dealing with it for so long, I know exactly what to do and how to make it work. You know? Anyway, man, this has been a great show. We talked about all kinds of stuff. And Brian, you've been kind of quiet. And I don't mean quiet. I mean, like, oh, man, you've been, no, I've been talking the whole time. You just keep hitting that damn mute button. <laughs> I'm just saying you, you're actually breathing. <laughs> so you're giving us a chance to talk. No, it's not about me. It's nice that it's not about me and the pressure's on Zach. <laughs> Normally I'm getting, I'm getting hammered. This is awesome. <laughs> man, I can't wait till um, John Glover hears that he's in your bio about wearing a mini skirt. That's right. <laughs> He's all up in my bayou. I don't know. <laughs> His bayou. <laughs> um, so what else, man? What else you got going on, Zach? Come on. Uh, what else we got going on? Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. You, you know, um, when I when we sold the business, um, a lot of people asked me, you know, because when we we started franchising, I think when we sold the business, we had like 40 locations, right? So wait, wait. So, so the private equity firm came in at forty or so branches. Yeah, I didn't know that. So yeah, tell me about private equity groups because that can be a tricky deal. Yeah, you know, whenever um, 
so the, the story of us selling the business, right? I'll, I'll tell that because I think it's, it's interesting. Um, we had actually decided we weren't going to sell, right? Because it was July of 21, right? And, you know, we had had some folks sniffing around saying like, hey, you know, we're interested and we think you're worth about this. And, and everybody was just kind of lowballing us, right? We had, I had probably five or six different conversations going on. And I, I called my buddy and my partner, Chris, and I said, hey, look, man, we're not going to sell. You know, there's no point in it. If everybody's going to lowball us, we'll just keep doing what we're doing. Like, what, what's the point? You know, um, you know, things are good. They seem to be going in the right direction. Like, we're, not, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. Um, and so I called around all the folks that we had, we had, had conversations with. And the last folks I called was, uh, was an investment bank that was, was talking to us. And they said, well, hey, look, you ought to reconsider uh, and just give us an idea of like what, what the number is. And, and if we find the right partner for you, somebody who, who you think can you know, help you achieve what you're trying to achieve, um, and, it, and it looks like a good fit, and we get you that number, would you, would you sell? And we said, yeah, well, if you got us that number and everything worked out, we'll, we'll sell. And, man, we got a, we got a lot more than that number. Um, it was a blue sky deal, you know. Um, and the nice thing about it is ever since we've sold and I tell people the story, they, they look at me and they'll go, Hey man, what's it, what, what's it like working with private equity? Cause everybody thinks it's really shitty. Right. And I think working with certain private equity groups is really shitty. You know, you get, you get hounded on EBITDA and you know, like, Hey, why are, why are you a percentage off? Like, Oh my God, like, what's the problem? Um, you know, so the folks that, that bought us, um, you know, have a corporate structure in between us and the private equity group. So I actually don't work with private equity, right? Now I do answer to folks now. I have a boss, right? And that's okay. Uh, people are like, oh man, you're used to you're used to being your own boss. People who are small business owners, they can't work for somebody. I'm like, dude, I, I don't know if you know me or not, but I used to be in the army. Yeah, there was a very regimented chain of command. I'm used to that. Like, I, as a matter of fact, like you know, I spent nine years of my life in a in a chain of command environment. You know, I'm okay with it. It's it's perfectly fine. So I have this great mix of autonomy. Um, I have a corporate team. We've got finance teams. We've got accounting teams. We've got um, legal teams, like marketing teams. Um, you know, so the, the nice thing is, is like not everything is resting on my shoulders, right? Like Dan, like when you have to, um, when somebody has a marketing question, it rests on your shoulders. You like, you're like, man, I got to go figure that out. You know, yeah. when somebody has a, a finance question, like you're the, you're the treasury manager for your business, yeah. right? But you got to manage cash flow so you can pay your bills and, you know, and, and, and hopefully realize some profits. Like, all of that stuff falls on your shoulders and it's this burden that we all carry as small business owners that, you know, you get used to over time after, after 12 years of doing it, I got used to it. Right. And it's like, yeah, this is the burden that I'm carrying. And when we, when we sold the business, I, you know, I gradually started to realize I'm like, my, you know, everything doesn't fall on me. Now it's not to say that everything's perfect, right? Like the, the folks who manage stuff, you know, who manage our financials, who manage our marketing, they're far away and, our IT team has goofy questions. They're like, hey, what is this? I'm like, what, what do you mean you don't know what this is? You know what I mean? So it's not to say that everything's perfect, but nothing, not, not everything rolls to me anymore. And that's great. Um, and, 
and I didn't, I didn't walk away after the transaction because I couldn't, I couldn't walk away from everybody who I'd gotten to the point that I'd gotten them to. And then there was just so much potential left. Right. And there's still so much potential left. Arguably when we, when the fight, when the private equity group bought us, we were at the beginning of our 10 X journey, right? Like you, you hear business people talk about going on a 10 X journey. Yeah. You right? hear like that. I'm on a 10 X journey. I'm trying to 10 times the size of my business, right? 10 times my profits, 10 times everything, right? Like, when they bought us, we were at the very beginning of our 10x journey, and we're and we're 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 not a third of the way there yet, you know. So, you know, whereas my partner Chris, he had been in the business for 21 years or 20 years, he closed the book. He said, "Hey, I'm done with that. I'm done. I'm walking away." For me, I closed the chapter, and now we're writing a new chapter. You know, so uh, I don't know, man. I I'm not done yet. So are you, you know, still able to you still able to grow with it yourself, or are you just in for a certain amount of time and then you're going to be out, or, or are you personally able to grow within the organization? No, I, can, I have I have unlimited growth opportunities at this point. I'm in a whole different industry now. Right. You know, I'm in the franchise industry now. I don't like it. I like the fence industry better. For all the warts and all the problems with the fence industry, you know, I, there's a lot of like good, honest people in the fence industry, right? Yeah. And there's, and there's like the, and then, and there's the installers, right? The people that, you know, smile when you walk through the gate in the morning and you're like, oh man, I needed that. Like I needed that. I needed you to smile at me. I needed you to like, be like, Hey, what's up boss? You know, it's like, Oh man, like I, I I totally needed that. I didn't know I needed it, but I needed it. You know? So there's those folks, um, in the franchise industry, it's a whole different, whole different group of folks. Um, but yeah, I have, I have a lot of potential, um, whether I want to do anything with it, whether I just want to be a, you know, a good dad and be around my family for the next 10 years while, while my kids grow up, um, the next, I guess the next 16 years, I don't know, man, like there's a long road ahead. So, you know, potential. Yeah. I've got plenty of that. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I really like what I'm doing. I don't have, when I, when I, um, took the deal, right. I negotiated a very flexible employment agreement. There's no timeline associated with it. I have to be convicted of a crime in order for them to fire me, right? Um, and take away any of the equity that I rolled in, right? Yeah. Um, but I did that not so that I could walk away freely, but so that there was nothing holding me to it so that I could be here because I want to be here. Right. You know what I mean? Not because... I'm waiting for the next turn or any of those things. Like I want to be here because I want to be here. And right now I, I want to be here and I, and, and I actually want to be here like really badly, you know, yeah. because I see what, what the potential is and we're just scratching at it. So a hundred locations, like on paper, it's like, yeah, that's great. You know, but it, there's a, there's a whole lot more to it than that. Um, and, and helping, you know, a hundred plus business owners, achieve the full potential without having to fight against all these like preconceived notions of, you know, the correct way to do things. It's like, this is great. I I've got it like a blank slate, a captive audience to work with. Like I'm, I'm here for the long term. And, and, and I'll tell you this, I have got a, a, a freaking great team around me, yeah. you know, like the team that I have with me, on franchising all the way from Josh to Darcy to Dorothy to soap to, uh, 
you know, to Dan and James and Randy, like I've got like this, this really fantastic team around me and it's, and it's, and it's, and it's just like, I had a good team when I owned a fence business, but the franchising business, I've got a, a, a really great team, an awesome team. And it's, it's, you know, it's a privilege for me to come to work every day and work with those guys and support them, make sure they've got everything they need to succeed. Cause when those guys succeed, I succeed. When the franchisees succeed, that's the only way I can succeed. I said at our annual convention, I don't get, I don't get any wins anymore. You know, I don't win. Anymore. I don't, I don't win. You know, everybody around me gets to win and I get to, to help other people win. I'm, you know, it's, it's, yeah. Great. I felt like that was a rant, though. I'm going to get off. I love that you said that because you truly are uh, showing people the true potential of what starting a fence company or being in the fence industry, that it actually is a real industry and, and what what, yeah. the, what what you can what you can get from it. And, you know, if you truly do enjoy it. And I think what where you're at is where all of our goal is in the, in the end, basically, is to is not to get out of the fence industry, but to be in it because we want to be here. And, you know, to, to continue, not necessarily just to retire and, and go and, uh, you know, sit in a golf cart, but we, you know, once you're in this industry, it's in your blood, you want to stay in it. And, and the fact that, you know, you've gotten to the point where you're doing it because you want to do it. I think, you know, you should be commended for that. That's exactly where I think our goal is for most of us, you know, and mine, mine is at least. So, you know, I thank you for showing us that, you know, and I, I was actually, you know, inspired by it. There's no doubt. Yeah. Good stuff, man. I don't want any, I don't want to be beholden to anybody. You know what I mean? If this is what I'm meant to be doing, then I, uh, damn it, I'm going to do it and I'm going to love it. And I, and I do, I I love my damn job. (laughs) I can tell you, I think I've got the best damn job in the fence industry right now. Yeah. You know? Hey, look, Zach, do me a favor, man. Don't ever go on Nathan Downs's uh, podcast. Okay. Can you do that? Can you do that for me? Is it still on? I don't think it's on anymore. Is it? I, I don't even know. Or Dan Wheeler's. Dan dude, Wheeler, I yeah. went on. Dude, I went on Dan Wheeler's <laughs> podcast. You're going to be mad at me, but I did. It was, it was fun talking to Dan. Was I it? like talking to Dan. Yeah, we, we did. Didn't, we didn't drink as much. We did. We yeah. did one. We did one. Uh, they dropped this morning, and I caught Dan out in the wild and recorded when he didn't know I was recording, and he started cursing because he doesn't curse on his show. He's like an altar boy, right? So I caught him cursing, caught him off key, and he was like, "Oh, you son of a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, that's the problem with you. You're not the same guy on the, on on your podcast that you are outside of the podcast. Dude, this got to be this real. Is the Campbell's do like real life podcast, right? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it is, man. Well, look, awesome. Yeah, they're both awesome. Yeah. Well, look, Zach, I appreciate you being on. We've been on for almost an hour and a half. I always love having you on. I love chatting with you. I love listening to what you have to say and it's kind of weird but i watch you and watching how you say what you say kind of matters it's a trigger for me and dude i'm i'm doing a lot of things that you're doing electronically that a lot of people don't even notice or pay attention to you know so uh go dig around on fenceshard.com you might be like damn I do that shit. Hold on a second. <laughs> Go check us out, man. So, but look, man, it was great having you. Uh, Brian and I, we're going to chat for a minute, but uh, it was great having you, man. And you have a great night. Thanks for uh, being with us. 
Y'all have a good night, Brian. All right, man. Hell, hell of a time hanging out with you. It was awesome. You're, you are you are welcome in Jacksonville anytime, and and Dan the same thing. So, <laughs> hey, man, I'm down. I'm down. Yeah. I'm definitely coming to visit you, man. Definitely. Yeah, man. Yep. All right, brother. You have a good one, and uh, you keep on fencing. Y'all have a good night. All right, All right man. man. Bye. Dude, that was a lot of good information, huh, Brian? Man, that was crazy. You know, I, I was excited to I was excited to get a chance to talk to him. There's no <laughs> doubt. It was uh Dude, it I always <laughs> I always have a good time talking to Zach. Yeah. Always learn things. Um the guy's got a great mind. He 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 he's a really you know like I said tonight, when he says things, I get it. But when yeah. he if you watch him when he says things, you can see the things that matter. I don't know if you see that, but that that's just kind of how I am. You know what I mean? I pay attention to those deals. So, but uh, man, I really appreciate you being on the show tonight. Yeah, man, I appreciate you having me on. It was uh, it was uh, fun. There's no doubt. It was nice having Brian Fred Aluminum and not having Brian uh, FWA on. It was nice, man. No, it's just it was just nice to not be on the hot seat and actually get to just yeah. chill with you guys. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take one more sip before we get off this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're getting you're getting better at it. That's the scary part. <laughs> no gag reflex. <laughs> just saying, <laughs> dude. I hit my son up. I'm like, hey man, pick me up a uh, Bud Light Long Neck. I'm gonna have some fun uh, with Brian tonight. <laughs> and he's like, dude, I'm not buying it. I'm like. Pick up a Bud Light long neck. <laughs> he didn't even want to go get it. <laughs> he didn't even want to go get it, but he picked up a six-pack. I'm like, I don't know what we're going to do with these other five. <laughs> they don't even put them in the cooler anymore. They just leave them warm up the shelf, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, man, it was great talking with you. It was great having Zach on. I appreciate you. And, uh, hey, guys, y'all keep on fencing, and uh, we love you. So can't wait to see you till next week. Y'all have a good one. Alright, you You've been listening to My Fence Life. Yes, we like to have fun. Beer, bourbon, and business. And although we have fun, we take our business very seriously. Dan Blanc is known as the Fence King, and he's been providing high-quality fence solutions since 1999. He's connected to industry leaders, business leaders, financing experts, and marketing gurus that will be on the show to talk about their success stories. To find out more about us, hit the website at myfencelife.com. Listen to the show wherever you consume your content. We are everywhere. Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcast. See you next time on My Fence Life.